for, you know, now take three of <laughs> the Between Brothers podcast. But um, before we get into the Super Bowl stuff, um, mm-hmm. I, we, I'm a big proponent of uh, the DISC assessment. So for those who are going to be listening to this or watching this who don't, who don't um, know what the DISC assessment is, it's a personality test that pretty much tells you uh, how, uh, like what kind of personality type you have. Uh, D-I-S-C is a different personality type um, for each, you know, one. Um, me, I'm a high D personality type. So I'm a very dominant and demanding personality type. And, um, you know, with our technical difficulties that we had, um, me being the high D, I just like to do things. And a high C personality type would have caught our mistake for us to not even have had to have now a third recording of us talking about the same thing because they would have caught the fact that, hey, we need to have, we actually need to have the Zoom account $15 a month or, or the, I think it was one one fifty for a year or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, we would have been able to avoid that if we would have had, you know, somebody looking into that, looking into to it on that side. So, um, but of course, I'll take blame for it, but it is what it is. But anyways, welcome to the Between Brothers podcast. I'm Lando, that's Zero. We're doing big things out here, or at least starting out anyways. Um, we're pretty much going to be talking about uh, sports, pop culture, or whatever we want to talk about. You know, um, we're actually real brothers. For those who are going to watch this that don't know us at all, we are actually, I know we're two different complexions, and for some reason, even Black people believe that uh, that uh, two Black people can have the same parents and not be the same complexion, but it is what it is. Um, yeah. uh, but this is, um, like I said, we're going to be talking about all kinds of stuff, all different kinds of stuff, but, you know, uh, our realm of expertise uh, is probably going to fall more on sports and pop culture and stuff like that. Uh, and, you know, uh, when we get into maybe more um, intricate things that we actually don't know about, we'll start bringing guests on and things of that nature. But um, I want to start, of course, with the Super Bowl that happened Sunday. Today's Wednesday. Uh, what's today's date? The, the 10th? Yeah, the 10th. And um, I said, it's our third take, so we're, we're probably going to go through this a little quicker than we did the last time. Uh, but there's um, a couple of storylines that have been circulating that I want to touch on. Uh, the first thing is, um, did this kind of solidify Tom Brady as the GOAT? Um, I know that's the narrative, like nobody can touch Tom Brady. I don't necessarily agree with that narrative, but I'm gonna let Lloyd go, or Zero go first. Uh, and um, and see, you know, what your thoughts are on that on that narrative, and then uh, we'll go ahead and pick up off of that. Yeah, I think I don't think it solidified his goat status because he was already considered this before he won the Super Bowl against Mahomes and the Chiefs. 
but I guess people wanted to hold on to the fact that um, Mahomes was coming up. Brady is getting older. They wanted to, it seemed like they wanted to make it an argument when it shouldn't have been an argument to begin with. Um, it feels like folks wanted to hold on to, like, you know, how one, Joe Montana not losing a Super Bowl, even though in the grand scheme of things, it was a different lead back then. And nobody ever includes uh, Bradshaw. He never won. He never lost a Super Bowl. Um, the 10 years Tom Brady went without going to the Super Bowl, that's more likely being held against him as well. That's why oh, there's like, um, Brady. Like, why is it? Well, why, this? Why don't, well, well, like I said, a lot of people said he was a GOAT in the last right. Super Bowl. So I don't, mm-hmm. I, I, like I said, I think they're saying that this Super Bowl makes it so that nobody can pass him, at least in our lifetime. So I don't think that people are really holding the 10. Matter of fact, you don't even hear the 10 year gap. You know, that up. is true. So that is true. Maybe. I don't, I don't, I don't see that being something that's used maybe. against him. Yeah, maybe that's just me. It is me. It's like, you know, I don't understand why this one would solidify it when it's been that way for, when it's been that way for a while. Maybe, maybe it's also because of the fact that he lost to, um, <laughs> he lost to Nick Foles. Well, Andy Eli Manning twice, who were. Yeah. <laughs> like he lost to he lost to he lost to a guy that facial expressions literally hurt his face, and a dude who's been a dude who's been good for what two he's like maybe two years since he's been yeah. in the league maybe two yeah. and that and you have to combine. The late season, and that's combining the late season he had with uh, the Eagles. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he's like, it seems like he got uh, one season and a few games mm-hmm. that he's really been good. So, and it's like when he uh, signed his uh, big deal, you said he's going to show exactly why he's a backup. <laughs> well, mo- most back most backups do. Um, Tom Brady. All right, so here's here's um here's something that's a cool story, um, which is why for me I don't, I don't think that Tom Brady is in is uh somebody who can't be passed up when it comes to the Super Bowl or the the conversation of who's the greatest, but I do think that him being a six round pick, him starting out as a backup, I mean, how many six round picks even make it into the league? And then, and then he he's a he's a backup. I'll never forget. I was watching this thing about Tom Brady, and I'm a, I'm actually a big uh, Brady fan, even though I'm not a Patriots fan or a, a, a Bucks fan. Um, but he uh, his his story was always a great story to me. But I remember they said that one of the tight ends who was on the team had said uh, he Brady called him because he wasn't on the team anymore. And he was like, yeah, I think I'm going to pass Drew Brees. Or not Drew Brees, uh, Drew Bledsoe. And um, uh, I'm, I'm going to start over him. And he's like, 
bro, you talk about a, a, a pro bowler. You're not going to start. You're not going to start over him. You, you barely made the league. He said, no, I think I can start over him. And then apparently Bill Belichick actually wanted to start him, but Robert Kraft kind of got in the way a little bit and he didn't start him. Drew Bledsoe ends up getting injured and then the rest is history, you know, and, um, and with that, also the tenure gap that you're talking about, I think actually adds to his legacy. Like, yo, he went, he went, you know, three years, three out of his first four years as a starter, winning a Super Bowl, went, had a 10 year gap of not mm-hmm. winning a Super Bowl, lost by the, you know, the hairs on his chinny chin chin in both of the Super Bowls that he went to in between that time. And then he's, he pretty much revamped his career because everybody mm-hmm. thought he was just going to end with three. And, um, and people were thinking, oh, well, he's not going to catch Joe. And now he has seven. Yeah. Um, I actually think that him doing what he's done adds to the legacy, not necessarily to, and with his failures, except for taking away from the legacy um, because, you know, he overcame that to not only have more Super Bowls than any uh, player, more Super Bowls in any franchise. So I think I think that uh, that part for me, um, I think I think uh, I, I think it's pretty set, but I don't think that this is um, the end of Patrick Mahomes goat run. But also, I think it's way too early for us to be talking about Patrick Mahomes being the goat or not being the goat because his career just started. This is his first three seasons as a starter, very similar to Tom Brady's first three seasons as a starter except the difference is he's been damn near to he's been in the Super Bowl or right at the Super Bowl each time so um so there's that as well but um what are your I guess what are your thoughts about the narrative that Patrick Mahomes because he lost to Brady that he can't ever he actually has to win eight Super Bowls in order to be considered a GOAT you know, I think that is completely going uh, overboard to think that he can't be the greatest of all time when it's said and done. Because, like you said, he's been in the league for four years. He, I mean, he sat out his rookie year, um, started for the last three, and has been incredible. He's like the the dude's like a like um, what Mike Evans said, he's a magician. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, he's a magician. It's like, dude, it's like, dude, dude's just making throws that you really don't see at all on the football field. He's just, it's like, he's clutch, like last playoffs, team is down double digits. And then they're winning by double digits. It's like, don't just don't just throw the goat conversation out. But it's still too early because he's just scratching the surface for what he can do. Mm-hmm. And let's not end. It's like he, it's not like he didn't earn that contract that he. Even though, like I said, it's only three years starting. It's not like he didn't earn that contract that he just got. So he has that entire contract for him to prove to people that he can be the, that he could be the greatest of all time. To to completely omit that he can't be because he lost to Brady. 
Let so, like, you know, there, there's there's certain things that that uh, I guess now the, these are not likely to happen, but I'm just gonna throw some what if scenarios as far as this whole the goat conversation is over. Um, and all right, so Patrick Mahomes been to Super Bowl twice in his first three seasons, been to the AFC Championship. He's actually he's made it to the AFC Championship every season that he's been a starter. So let's just put let's just put this out there. The next four years, he makes it to the AFC Championship each of the next four years. So he'd mm. have been to seven consecutive NFC AFC championships. And let's say he wins like next four years. Let's say he wins three of those four Super Bowls. So mm. what would that be? A total of seven seasons, uh, four Super Bowls, an AFC championship um uh, uh arrival or appearance each in his first seven seasons as a starter and has four Super Bowls. That's unprecedented. That's something that's never been done. That's something that Brady didn't do. So then and you know and his his statistics are likely going to be better than Brady's by the end of his career. So mm-hmm. we should just throw that out. Well like does the conversation can't get brought back up because he lost to somebody years ago? Like that doesn't make sense. Exactly. Or, you know, what if he does win seven Super Bowls, but he's seven and one in the Super Bowl? Tom Brady seven and three in the Super Bowls. Yeah, the better record. And that, this is this is saying this is saying that this is saying that Tom Brady doesn't get to another Super Bowl ever again as well. But let's yeah. but let's just say that. So okay, yeah, he lost to Brady, but he redeemed himself by winning six more championships, and now mm. he's tied with Brady and he has the better win percentage. And there's the asterisk of ton of injuries to the Chiefs right before the Super Bowl that, you know, it, it really came down to the healthier team one. So, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that the Tampa wasn't mat, wasn't a good matchup for them. They clearly showed they were a good matchup for them because of how close the game was after it looked like it was going to be a blowout when they played each other in the regular season. So mm-hmm. they, they showed they matched up well. So I'm not saying that that they wouldn't beat them regardless, but I'm saying there always is that asterisk when it comes to that loss. So he has an L with an asterisk and it was like, yo, you can always say very similar to Michael Jordan, where it's like, if Michael Jordan didn't retire, he could have won eight championships. So you could say, well, if um, Mahomes would have had all his offensive line starters, he would have won eight, he would have won eight championships. He'd be eight and oh in the Super Bowl. So, what are your thoughts on on those? Like I said, are these scenarios going to happen? It's probably not likely, but what if those do? What if those do happen? Should we still shut down the goat talk? No, I don't think we should shut down the goat talk. But I, but in my personal opinion, I think the goat talk was too early anyway. Because yeah. in take two, like I said, you don't know what could happen at any point. He could be like you said. He can win. Yeah, he could win seven Super Bowls and go seven and one, or he can, or he can be riddled with injuries and not win another championship again. You it's like you never know what can happen. So to just dismiss the goat talk is like it shouldn't have been that talk to be. You know, I don't think there should have been that talk to begin with. It's like yeah, he's playing really great. He can. It's like. It's like that's why I hate using the goat as um, 
That's why I hate the term right now anyway, because it's so overused. It's like it loses its value, in my opinion. It just loses its value. It's like, what if, what if, um, let's just say next year, draft coming up, and let's say Justin Fields has the um has the same start as Patrick Mahomes. Are we going to start having the GOAT conversation with Justin Fields? It's like that. It's like it was like three years. He, if he has the same, if let's just say he has the same, if maybe below. I know folks will hear this and be like, oh, Justin Fields is never going to do that. But did anybody think um, Patrick Mahomes is going to do exactly what he did? Because that was the case, then. Yeah, if that was the case, you know, it's like he exactly he would he would be considered the another overused term when it comes to uh when it comes to the um to the NFL a generational talent. He wouldn't have got picked tenth if everybody knew this was going to be his trajectory. So just using just using Justin Fields as an example when he comes yeah, when he comes in next year. Who was drafted had, that year? Was it um? Baker Mayfield was that the Baker Mayfield year? Yeah, uh, wait, was it the Baker Mayfield year? Um, or was he the year before Baker? He was the year before Baker. I can't remember who was drafted. Because um, because Leonard that um, was drafted fourth. What's his name? Deshaun Watson was drafted. I want to say six. So he was drafted the same. He was drafted. That was the Deshaun Watson year. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, all right. Watson. Yeah, Watson and Mahomes were drafted in the top ten. You know, or um, was Watson? I think Watson was actually later than uh, Mahomes. I believe. I think Watson was twelve. I think. I can't. I can't remember off the top of my head right now. Well, they they said they said that uh, what's it called? Houston. I heard that Houston wanted to get uh Mahomes. Um, with the Texas thing and all that other stuff, but uh, Kansas City moved up to get Mahomes away from them, and so yeah. they went with Watson. That's 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 something that I heard. I don't know how real that was, but all right. So um, the the next the next narrative that people have been saying was uh, this Super Bowl proved that Brady it was it was Brady, and you even have he uh, players. I think Danny 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 and Amendola said. Uh, that the Patriots way was Brady. It wasn't necessarily the Patriots. Um, and I think that, I think that the, and they say like, oh, well, you know, it, it was Brady. It, it was Brady. It wasn't Belichick. And I think that, I think that that narrative is a, is a false narrative because Brady was a 20, 22, 25 touchdown 10 to 12 interception guy his first three seasons, four seasons, five seasons, really until he got bossed. So mm-hmm. it's just like his stat. And of course they didn't have great wide receiver talent. So that could have been part of the problem, but they still won three Super Bowls in four seasons. And it was clear that the defense was the reason why they won it, which was Belichick's expertise. So you can't mm-hmm. say it what the six Super Bowls had nothing to do with Brady when you can say the first three had 
little to do with Brady. Matter of fact, people called Donovan McNabb a game manager. They were putting Tom Brady on the GOAT, on the GOAT, uh, uh, um, on the GOAT roller coaster mm. or train. And it was like, but they ha- the numbers are the same. Like their numbers are, are near, are, are damn near identical. And they both had probably the best coaches on one side versus the other side that they ever, you know, that of this generation, um, Brady having the best defensive coach, McNabb having the best offensive coach. And it's just, so when you think about that, it's like, can you say it wasn't Belichick? Could it be Tom Brady was because of, because he checked his ego, had a very Tim Duncan-like mentality mm-hmm. to where he's just doing what the coach says he becomes immersed in the culture. He becomes a culture because it's like, all right, if if a play, if if Greg Popovich can snap on Tim Duncan and he don't say nothing, then what's and same thing with Tom Brady? Then who is the other guys? Who are the other guys that think that they can that they can't take the punishment? So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, so it could have been that. And they, of course, he has the ability to take that and go somewhere else with it, while. Now with Belichick having new people and Brady being gone, it's harder to maintain the culture. Um, and, but and then on top of that, it's like let's not think that Brady didn't. Uh, when Brady decided not to come back, that this that going to Tampa Bay wasn't a calculated decision. Look at the talent that they have in Tampa Bay. It's like you have two. You like you have two great young receivers. You it was like you had a you have a solid offensive line. It was like you had a you had a a running back trending up in Ronald Jones before they got Fournette. And even Fournette didn't really do much during the regular season, but he did exactly what he needed to do in the postseason. You had a you had a young hungry defense. The only thing that was holding Tampa Bay back from winning was 30 for 30 Jameis. Like, that's the yeah. only thing that was like, it was like J- Jameis, Jameis held that team back. It was like, while he's chewing on his fingers, they were losing games. Yeah. So, it was like. Well, he so, was throwing games away. Yeah, it was like, you know, when he was talking about, when he had that um, press conference, he was like, man, you see my numbers, I was balling. It was like. Well, the thing is, if you take if you if you ignore the one of the stats the interceptions, he was he was one of the top top five in passing yards, I think, and you know he had thirty plus touchdowns, so that's that's a great season. But then it's like, well, shoot, Tom Brady goes in there. I don't remember how, exactly how many touchdowns um, uh, James Winston had, but he almost virtually reversed. Like if James Winston would have thrown for 10 more touchdowns and been a 40 touchdown, let's say 20 interception guy, mm-hmm. they, they can, they, they make the playoffs, you know, or, or, you know, and I mean, Tom Brady, you know, 20 inception guy, I think he threw 12 or something. And, but you know, Tom Brady is, you know, good for, I think his career high is 13, 14. So mm-hmm. he's not going to turn the ball over. Like he's not going to lose you games. James Winston was constantly losing them games due to his interceptions. And a yeah. lot of them were pick sixes. It wasn't just like interceptions. They, you know, and, he had a lot of pick sixes as well. It was like 
it was like um then with uh then with the Patriots and like you said with the change it's like Cam Newton yeah Cam Newton's uh, skill set was like you know his numbers have been declining since uh the Pan- since he led the Panthers to the Super Bowl and then then he gets injured doesn't play for the rest of the year then he comes back yeah then he then he gets signed then he has COVID. You don't have the weapons around you because uh, I don't even think Julian Edelman played all year. Um, you don't have the weapons around you. Um, and even going back, even when you said going back to the Donovan McNabb thing, that they had similar numbers, but it was Brady on the GOAT train is because it's because like they may have similar numbers, but Brady had the rings and the success when you know um, Donovan McNabb for all his failures. So it's like, yeah, for coming up short. And, so, you know, when it comes to Brady and McNabb in that comparison, people forget that McNabb went to his five NFC championship games. And, you know, he only won one. Uh, yeah, I think it was in a row. It was either four in a row, five overall, or five in a row. I don't remember. But I know he went to five, and it's like if if we we as we've seen Andy Reid do a poor coaching job um, with this Super Bowl, like there was no adjustments made at all. Matter of fact, they ran the ball well. Um, they they went away from the run. They went they they threw a screen pass for I think their first or second play. They never went back to the screen, and it's just like wait, your offensive line is injured. You probably want to take some pressure off of Patrick Mahomes doing these seven, five, seven step drops and, you know, get the ball, have him do quick drops. And, you know, and of course that is not, it's easier said than done because Tampa's defense is so good. And they played, they played man, they played two man the entire game. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I mean, it was clear. uh, Anybody who understands uh, a defense can see that. So, so, you know, it's hard. It's hard when everybody's good at man to man defense. But, you know, it, it was just – he's – we've seen this happen with Andy Reid. And it's like, okay, if Andy Reid was a co- coach who could get over the hump, we could have very much – we could have very well had an Eagles-Patriots um, situation like Warriors-Cavs mm-hmm. where, you know, they were meeting each other in the Super Bowl every year um, or in the finals every year. And you know it's and, you know of course maybe the Patriots would have won each time, but then would it, would that have changed the narrative about Donovan McNabb? Just like yeah. it's changed the narrative. People don't even want to count the losses for um for LeBron because like oh well he wanted to beat those Warrior teams and like so they don't count. Like wait what? It's like I watched him get swept. You know I watched him lose four one. I watched him beat them. Yeah. So it's why why is it the wins count but the losses don't? And I understand that the Warriors are a stacked team, but and then, and then that Chris it all Carter counts. Too, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that just... talk about he when he won a ring for Cleveland, it counted as two. No, it counted as one. Yeah. It's like that. It's yeah, like, so don't it was like how much is how much is how much did Dirk's how much did Dirk's uh, rings count for? You know, like he, that must count of that must count for six. Because they weren't yeah. they weren't supposed to win that series. Yeah, you know they, so, they had a bunch of I old mean, heads. Of dirt. Yeah, yeah. So, 
Um, but speaking of um, LeBron or uh, Dirk and LeBron and the Warriors and everything like that, um, mm. a lot of people are doing the comparison Brady and LeBron, and I think that um, I think that that comparison is a little misguided. I think Brady and Jordan a lot. Most people do Brady Jordan, but apparently LeBron is the new goat. I don't know how he became that. Oh. Um, because he won a, he won the championship bubble against a team that in a normal season without a pandemic probably doesn't get out the second round. But um, but with that being said, they uh, they're comparing the two of them, and I'm like, how how does that how does somebody who wins Four out of ten championships get get compared to somebody who won seven out of ten. Like, how is that? The only thing they have in common is that they went to ten championships. Tom Brady, he has a couple things that probably never been done. But but here's the thing, though. Bill Russell's been to ten championships. Actually, he went to what thirteen, I think, or twelve. But they probably, 13, one eleven. But they probably won't count no, no. because of the uh because because they're, that's that new math. No, 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 not, not that new math. Not that not that Chris Carter uh Scott Steiner math. No, they probably don't count that because of the fact that it was a different that uh they played in a different era back then. So he so he was on the most dominant team. Like they they'll th- somebody's gonna throw yeah, that in. So and then you have the, the, the problem. They, they, you have Tom Brady and LeBron James playing right now at the same time. It's, it's like, and they both went to ten. They both went to a ten championship game. Yeah, but one guy won seven. Yeah, one guy was not. That's that's the thing. That it seemed like it seemed like the most important number is the ten, not the wins. But how many appearances? And that and it seems like that's what people want to go off of. It's like and, you know. And, and let's also think about remember when uh, LeBron, when LeBron, uh, when he was on his streak, when I think when he made it to his eighth straight final or his ninth straight final, and everybody was saying he was the goat because they were uh, like victims of the, uh, they're victims of the moment. They were just we're witnessing this. And it's like this is the greatest thing I've ever witnessed. So it's like he has to be the goat, right? I wonder if Jerry West was considered the goat because he kept making it to the finals. I mean, he is a low man. I mean, I don't <laughs> think, I don't think, I don't, I don't think the goat thing was a thing back in the '60s. I don't think so. But I wonder, like, I wonder, I wonder if that, I wonder if like that was like, oh, he's the greatest player we've ever seen, like Elgin Baylor, and Jerry West. Elgin Baylor's a better player, but like. If if Elgin Baylor was like, yo, oh man, man, I'm the best. I mean, uh, people were saying like, oh, it was the best because he's been to eight straight finals. Hey, well, he kept losing. I don't even think it was eight straight for him specifically, but yeah, I, I think he went. But I, I, it, it was there was a, a, a streak where it was Celtics Lakers every year, and they kept losing. And it's like no one, no one, no one thinks that you're 
Like you're the best when you keep losing. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, it's like in boxing, you have that fighter who he's a beast against everybody until he actually fights a champion. Mm -hmm. And he comes up short. And I'm not saying, and you know, and that cha- that guy might win a couple belts, you know, but it's, but yeah, but when it was really time to shine, like when you, uh, let's say, um, let's say, let's say, I'm just throwing this hypothetical out there. Let's say, um, uh, Floyd Mayweather was fighting, uh, Adrian Broner mm-hmm. and it's like oh okay like yeah Floyd's the guy and Adrian, Bro- Adrian Broner fought Floyd he lost then he fought Errol Spence and lost then he fights Terrence Crawford and loses and it's like wait but you no one's gonna be like yeah well and people are gonna say they're different sports I don't really care it's the same mm-hmm. when you're con- when you constantly get to the pinnacle and lose no one puts you in the pinnacle of greatness yeah, nobody so, like boxing. Nobody's go. It's like how how is like they're gonna praise you till you fight a champion, and then they're gonna be like, look at all the tomato cans that he fought. Look at all the journeymen he fought. He, he yeah. didn't fight real fighters. Yeah, like, he fought people that, that were about, on They way say out. that about Julio. They say that about Julio Caesar Chavez. They say that. Um, they man, fact, no, I, I don't even get into boxing right now. I say that for another day, but like. It's just strange that that narrative is being pushed around now, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, LeBron's doing and LeBron's doing this at advanced age. Like LeBron is doing this at advanced age, but he's thirty six. He ain't forty three. Like thirty six, forty three is still a big, pretty decent age gap. Yeah, you know, it's a practically a full generation. So that's part of it. And also, they both take care of themselves. They both are hard workers. They're both excellent athletes. You know, mm-hmm. but I'm just like. You know, and I guess I guess Tom Brady's luxury was the his rival wasn't good enough to beat him. Mm-hmm. So you know that that's something that's in Tom Brady's favor versus LeBron. Like LeBron, his rival were the Warriors. They were good enough to beat him, especially after they got Durant. They didn't stand a chance. But um, but Tom Brady's rival. Uh, Peyton Manning just wasn't in. Not, I, don't, I actually think as a talent, Peyton Manning was a better quarterback. But a, a, in the grand scheme of things, with the team and everything like that, the, the his rivals and better. You know, it's just you know Peyton Manning and uh, you know, I guess above average coaches, maybe very good coaches, but they weren't Belichick. The defense was never good enough. Um, to really do, to really, to really uh, put them over the edge, even though um, that uh, ex a Hall of Fame rusher, but you can't name any other Hall of Fame players outside of uh, Dwight Freeney on that defense. And not saying that the P- Patriots had a whole bunch of Hall of Famers either, but um, but they had a lot of good players. So I just think that it was just I don't know, I don't know. I just don't like that that narrative that they like because it, it feels like they're putting LeBron in the GOAT conversation by comparing him to Brady. But like I said, Brady's been to 10. LeBron, he's been to the most Super Bowls. LeBron mm-hmm. hasn't been to the most finals. He's won the most Super Bowls. LeBron hasn't won the most championships. So mm-hmm. if we're going to compare, 
then we need to compare. To be honest, Brady, when it comes to the NBA, the only person he should be compared to is Bill Russell at this point. Yeah. Well, it just seems like it's a backhanded way to try to dismiss Jordan out of the conversation. Speaking of, speak, I was on Facebook today, and there was a guy, He might, I guess he might be young. Um, for those who don't know, we're being loaded in our 30s. And, uh, you know, so uh, I came up watching Championship Jordan, and this guy was saying, oh, the, the defense in the 90s wasn't as good as people say it is. And I'm, I'm like, well, he was like, yeah, you got, you old heads say that this, that the 90s defense is way better, but I was watching full games. I'm not talking about highlights. I'm like, I don't know what games you're watching, but like, I don't, I, and I asked him, I said, how many games have you watched to say that you watched all these games? Cause I'm like, you know, you can't say that you watch more games than somebody who grew up in that time. I can guarantee you can't find every single game from 20 years ago or 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know what that conversation was about. But he he was trying to say, he was like, oh, I just want to see people who play defense. I'm like, well, everybody plays defense. And one way, it, it could be good defense. It could be that bad defense. But everybody defense. plays defense. <laughs> so I think he was looking for people like, oh, they say that, this is great basketball defensively, but nobody could lock down Jordan. And I'm like, well, that, that's static to say because nobody can lock down any great scores in history. Like, like, like Bill Russell was the lockdown guy for Wilt Chamberlain. Wilt Chamberlain, the year he averaged 50 points, I think he averaged 39 against the Celtics. Like scoring 39 was locking Will Chamberlain down. You know what I'm saying? Like, are you kidding me? Like, like that's when you're when you're an elite score, nobody can stop you really. Like it's just it just all depends. And you know, we we both play basketball. Sometimes yeah. you put a hand up unless you block the shot, which don't happen often, especially if you're a jump shooter. Jump shots don't get blocked very often, at least without fouls. Yeah. You're not it's it's whether they make or miss the shot. Mm-hmm. And you really have, I mean, you do as much as you can, but once the ball is in the air, you don't have anything to do with it at that point. Especially somebody like you who's played basketball and has gotten buckets in ways that are just like like you just look and it's like, did he really just make that shot? Like, how the hell did that go in? And it's just like you, you we've seen that with Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan literally fouls himself and makes it a shot. <laughs> It's like, you know, nobody else can do that. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, like, does he just go in the gym and just be like, yeah, let me just hit myself and see if, if the ball will go in and see how to, you know, it's just, it, so he was saying that. And I was like, bro, like, scoring is up since the 90s. Because he was like, oh, it's, it's the same defense. I'm like, scoring is up since the 90s, like way up. Jonathan, like, when I tell you that, um, because they, you know they're also going to use a uh, pace as well. Um, pace will also be put in there as well. But when I yeah. tell you, I saw I had shared a video of the Bulls and the Spurs going into overtime tied at seventy-seven. <laughs> and, 
Niggas be scoring 77 and halftime now. So uh, he was like, so he tells me, prove it. And you know, you, you know me, I don't I don't talk about nothing. I don't, I don't like I don't take a, a firm stance on something that I don't know. Mm. So I looked it up. The the in 1990, the average score or the average points scored in a game, um, or the average points that team scored was 106 points a game. Now mm. it was actually a little higher than I expected it to be. But after 1990, it went down every year to as low as 91 points per game. The NBA in 1999 was scoring 91 points per game. And that's what a smaller sample size because it's lockout year. Exactly. But it went down every single year. It went down and down and down. Michael Jordan was still averaging 30, by the way. <laughs> it went down and down and down every year. And, and then when you looked at the last decade, the last 10 years, it mm. went from like, I want to say the lowest, it was actually a low point where I think it was, I'm doing this on top of my head. I think it was at about 96 points per game though. Mm-hmm. And it's been 111 points per game for the last four seasons. What are we talking about? But like, like say, all right, so let, let's just break it down. Uh, the 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 highest point of the 90s was Showtime Lakers time and the Showtime Lakers 100, 100 points a game, 106 points a game. That is five points less than less than the average points for the last three seasons. What are we talking about? It's clear that teams are – there were not we, – we've seen a finals game, the Bulls uh, won a finals game where Utah scored 54 points. Dudes are – they're doing that in – they're doing that in a half. They're doing that in a, they're doing that in a half. Some, some teams are almost, almost in a quarter. For, scoring 40, 43 points in a quarter. What are we Dude, talking I about? The, I think the Cavs even scored 50 points in the quarter in the finals a few years ago. Yeah, like, I think it was that I think it was that one game where they like blew up and and uh J.R. Smith and Kyrie Irving was hitting threes from you know uh the 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 shadow realm. Like it was just <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> I think it was that game. And I'm just like, yo, what are we talking about? Like, and he, he was like, oh, well, you know, basketball is better today because athletes are more athletic or the guys are more athletic, which I don't even know that's – I'm not going to say that players aren't more athletic. I don't know because I, I don't – I'm not somebody who's played in the NBA. But mm-hmm. um, they look more athletic, absolutely. But does that necessarily mean that it's better basketball? Yeah, like our guys is our guys as fundamentally sound, and I kind of broke that down to. Him. I said, generally, the more the better the athlete, the less fundamentally sound he is. Yeah, even LeBron more. James isn't necessarily fundamentally like Michael Jordan was an anomaly, and Kobe yeah. Bryant as well. Very, they, they were extremely fundamentally sound and excellent athletes. But you don't get and Floyd Mayweather is another guy extremely fundamentally sound and an excellent athlete. Oh, um. But it's just like you don't see that. You don't see that a lot. You see a lot of guys rely on athleticism 
more so than rely on fundamentals. Yeah, so, it's always it's always you you fall into one end of the spectrum or the other end of the spectrum. Yeah, because yeah. it's like I mean, I, now when it comes to football, I think the guys being more athletic has enhanced the game. Um, but you know, also some of these one-on-one videos I've been seeing, I'm like, your quarterback been sacked three times by the time you got open. Like <laughs> he's already moved off that read. Like. He's not gonna sit here and wait for you to, uh, 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 and then get a, like no. He's he's sacked. He's sacked. Stop running. He's sacked. Why, why are you doing that? He's Go sacked. back to the huddle. Go back yeah. to the huddle. You mind no, the been blocking? No, you're a decoy on that route. He wasn't even looking on your side of the field. But you know, a lot of these guys do do a lot of footwork drills and things of that nature. So they're probably better because they're better athletes. But I don't think that's been the case for basketball. You got guys who you got guys who don't know how to post up which is a fundamental in basketball. And I'm not saying that they sh- that they need to know how to post up. I'm saying, like, they don't know how to do it. That's a fundamental skill in basketball. They don't know how to field the defender. They don't know how to do it at all. Exactly. So, you know, it's it's very strange that we're thinking that ba- – now, basketball I, – I think basketball looks better on TV now, but I don't think it's a better game now. But, um, you know, like, like I said, like me and you have spoken about – me, my issue with the game is the mid-range shot is gone because somebody like Giannis, who has issues with sh- making jump shots, making free throws, shouldn't be shooting threes. No, get mm. a good. Giannis would be Giannis would be five times more unstoppable if he developed a mid-range shot. Because guess if he has a mid-range shot, guess what you can't do. You can't send him to the free throw line. Guess what you can't do? You you if he takes two hard dribbles and pump fakes, guess what you're doing? You jump it. I'm saying. <laughs> and then he's long enough to up and under you, and it's pretty much a layup. And it's just it's like, you know, it, it's it, it, it's I I don't understand what the narrative was about, but I, I just couldn't believe that somebody was like we we just watched the we just watched the Wizards score like 48 points in the four. The worst scoring team in the NBA put up 43 points in a quarter because the Brooklyn Nets don't play defense. The Brooklyn Nets have literally been graded as of all time, ever. How, how are we asking this question? And it's like, because y'all love LeBron? I, I, and I, I don't really like comparing, like, they'll say is well the guys back then play today and or the guys back and now would dominate and I was like I don't know I don't like cross comparing errors in that sense because like how how do I know what kind of lifestyle Michael Jordan would have had if he was born in 2000, in uh, in or well, when, when LeBron, Jordan was, or LeBron was born in 84. So LeBron, if Jordan was born in 1990, I don't mm-hmm. know what he would be. You know what I'm saying? Like, and also these guys have crazy work ethic. I think they'd be great in any era. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And there's guys who are balling now that would ball in the 90s or in the mm-hmm. 80s. That and there's guys who are in the 80s that might not even have been that might have been average players that probably would have been great players now because 
you know, because of how the rules are and things of that nature. So, um, I mean, that, that was something that, that was a sports conversation that frustrated me, but, um, anything that you got, um, that you heard or anything like that, I think, I think we're pretty much good on the Super Bowl. Um, like I said, the, 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 the narrative we've already, we've already touched the main points anyway. So, um, yeah. is there anything that you saw? Well, for the Super Bowl or the sports period? Just in general. Um, no, not really. I mean, besides, uh, besides seeing, uh, mock drafts and, yeah, besides seeing mock drafts, the bad, yeah, the bad news about, um, Marty Schottenheimer dying at the age of 77. Mm. And, uh, Alzheimer's. Um, Mark Cuban saying that they're not going to do the national anthem at uh, home games anymore. I wonder. I wonder if that's due to him taking a stance against the national anthem, as far as how it can be offensive to people, or is it because it's just like it's easy to not play it, so you don't have protests. That's a good question. I think it's more. I think it's more so a stance because of the fact that um, when I read the article, he was talking about how um, they talked about his his Twitter spat back and forth with Ted Cruz, and then it's like you know, I guess it is his uh what his actual stance was on it, and it's like you know what, let me. Let me further, let me further solidify my stance by being by saying, you know what, I don't agree with this, and it's not a requirement for me to even play the national anthem during uh before sporting events anyway. So we're just not going to play it. Yeah. Let's see what else. You know, um, listen. Besides the. Uh, Besides mock drafts and with the NFL, yeah, with the NFL season officially over, I know there's a player. I know um, they're not doing the Pro Bowl. No, they're not doing the Pro Bowl. They uh, um, now folks still got voted as Pro Bowlers. Gotcha. But they're not doing it. Oh, another thing, uh, NBA related. Uh, NBA players are pretty much pissed that they that um instead of the players taking a break and not doing all and not doing all star game they're actually going to play an all star game and they're talking about oh, are they upset a, about that yeah um there's a few yeah there's I think LeBron is upset about it yeah LeBron is upset about it um a, um Giannis Giannis is upset about it um I know Giannis LeBron James Harden they're they they're bothered by it, but um, I think Chris Paul, Chris Paul is uh he has no issue with uh, playing in a, playing the All Star game, and they're talking about um they're having plans on um making the dunk contest part of the halftime show. So uh, yeah, that's not a bad idea actually. Yeah, but uh, there's that likes to be a pretty cool experience. Yeah, um, but there's there's a lot of players that don't want to uh play. They 
they much rather uh, they much rather rest and be at home with their families during during this well, whole situation than the, have the, the the rest. I I, I can understand that because they can't they can't do anything because of the NBA pretty much extending their bubble protocol. So yeah. I can understand where they're coming from. Um, yeah, I mean that sucks. That sucks. That's yeah. unfortunate. Cause I think Giannis just had a baby. Yeah. Recently. Um, so I Dam- understand. Damian Lillard just had twins. <laughs> yeah, I can. I can understand. I can understand. Uh, understand how that how can be. Um, the only thing is, I guess a little devil's advocate. Um, they're playing a seventy-two game season, separate game season. So yeah. it's like, should you, should you really get the time off when you're getting ten games off? No, because, um, and they're they still, were, and they're and I'm not. Are they staying full salaries too? That's yeah, another thing the, I'm curious about. Because when James Harden was, because I can only paraphrase. I can't remember what he said word for word, obviously, but he was saying that he he I believe he mentioned rest because it was like. There's a. It's like it's hard when you want to you want uh players to basically play five games in a week, play a bunch of it's like play a back to back, get a day off, and then play a back to back again, and get a day off, and then probably get two days off to play a back to back again. It's like you know they they just want to have the time off to rest and recover. Because you have teams playing a playing back to back to basically make the to basically um like condense the season, even though they're playing ten less yeah. games. There it was like mm-hmm. they're playing ten less games, but with all the back to backs and not then not having that much rest is like it's a detriment to the players because I think uh I forgot who said I think Anthony Davis I think it was Anthony Davis or Giannis. One of them said the league is choosing money over the play or money over health. They have to though, because it's a business. Yeah. yeah, because you know, no, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not, not I'm, look, and I'm, I'm here, here's where some a lot of people um, misconstrued is is and and, and this is gonna sad. It's not the business's job to tell you. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and, and, and it's, it's unfortunate because you want people to care, but it's not the business's job to take care of you. If you work for somebody, mm-hmm. unfortunately, you have two options. You can not work for them anymore or continue to work for them. But you don't have a say so in how they conduct things to a certain extent. Of course, NBA players, pro athletes have more say so than, let's say, you and I at a job. But mm-hmm. well, I, I don't, I don't know about your job, but I, 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 I kind of do what I want. But they, they, um, uh, to an extent, anyways. And even yeah. still, I, I still got people I got to answer to. So it's just like. I'm curious, like, it's like, it, yeah, do they care about your health? Yeah, but at the end of the day, they they got billion-dollar contracts 
multi-million dollar contracts that they use to pay you the multi-million that you get paid. So they have to do something to make sure, because they can always do uh, something like, well, since we're not making money, you're not making money. I mean, look at, look at the bubble. The, yeah. The, you really think the bubble was receding or was it just to, um, to fulfill a contract obligation to the TV pro, um, network? Exactly. Exactly. And it's just like, you know, and like I said, I, I know, um, what was it? I think it was baseball. They got paid for a full 162-game season. That was like a big thing. The owners were like, well, look, we because we, we're not going to have this, they, we can't pay you that. And the 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 bubble or the the players are like, no, we're, we're, then we're not playing. And that that I'm not sure if the NBA was like that because that's when the the pandemic. Uh, for, fortunately for the NFL, happened at, right after the season ended, mm-hmm. uh, where it became rampant. So I'm curious as to as to like how that dynamic works or whatever. But yeah, at the end of the day, it, it's their job to worry about the, the, the bottom line because the bottom line is what gets everybody paid. You know, yeah, it's, what gets, it's, it's what gives you the mansion is what allows LeBron James. I, I shouldn't say players because there's a lot of players that have a lot of money outside of the NBA. The NBA is probably mm-hmm. their lowest paid check, you know, but, you know, the, it allows a lot of people at least 100, 150 players in the NBA, a lifestyle that they wouldn't have um, otherwise. So they, it's a business, and I, I don't, you know. So it's just that's just how business is sometimes, you know. It's not this is the same thing for the restaurant workers who, who are exposed or are much more exposed to coronavirus than NBA players are, being, mm-hmm. you know, and they still got to work. So, you know, it's just like, well, if you don't want to work, if you don't work, you don't get paid. It's just that simple. Yeah, so it's like because I think um, even the National Hockey League they've lost billions due to this pandemic, and it's like they 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 probably have to do the same thing and fulfill and fulfill yeah. um, TV contract obligations, even though they and, probably- and hockey's been hockey's been a little on, on the rise lately. So I'm sure you know the, that the pandemic probably hurt hockey more than any other sport. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because you know, I would like to see financial numbers on that. So, okay, because I know I saw an article about the NHL losing billions. Or yeah, I'm sure they've taken. They probably get it. I'm, I'm probably, I'm sure they, because it, the NHL fell off for a while, and mm-hmm. they, they were just starting to turn around, and then this happened. So, yeah, and I think it's um this this season is actually gonna co- potentially cost them billions. Not yeah. that they actually lost it, but it, they could potentially lose that with this season that's uh, going on right now. Yeah, and then it's like, I wonder how Popeye's Jones son is doing. I saw him on an ad. Popeye Jones son. Yeah, you remember um he was like a top five pick for the hockey for NHL. I think it was fourth overall or something. I forget his first name. Oh, okay. I hope it ain't Popeye. Nah, it's I, like a regular, like Chris. <laughs> like Chris Jones. I, I forget, but I saw him on the ad recently. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, they were saying he was going to be the first black player to be first overall, but then I think he ended up getting picked like fourth or something. Oh, okay. I have to look that up. Uh, because um, I hope he don't. Yeah, I hope his. I'm glad his name ain't Popeye. I hope he don't look like Popeye Jones because his helmet ain't gonna fit right. I hope Popeye <laughs> Jones. I don't think so. Look at his son because the Popeye Jones. I don't think so. Popeye Jones is top five ugliest people to grace a to grace an NBA jersey. We already know Tyrone Hill's number one. That dude looked like he stuck his face inside of a vacuum for like five minutes. <laughs> like he took the fat out of his face and put it into his muscles. And now that dude, how, how your body fit and your face man, you're malnutrition like a motherfucker. <laughs> it's like I've never seen anybody put lipo on their face before in my life. But like, Tyrone, yo, that dude. It was like, you know, you you know what Tyrone Hill's face reminds me of? You know those vacuum seal bags? <laughs> 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 Meat fresh. <laughs> I forgot about that guy. <laughs> um, yo. Yo. Anyway. If you pluck. If you pluck that dude, his uh, he'll break every bone in his face. I'm just saying, <laughs> top five. Uh, definitely top like five. We got, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta come up with a list for top five ugliest athletes coming up soon uh, on another episode. <laughs> uh, but, uh, maybe, maybe not athletes. Athletes is hard. Athletes yeah, because it's gonna say is it? Yeah. Do we do for each top five for each sport? I don't pay attention to enough sports to, to know. But um, here's, uh, here's my thing. I know Kawhi, Kawhi, I would put Kawhi Leonard with that dumbass mask on in my top five. <laughs> that Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> <laughs> that Hello Clarice he had on his goddamn face. <laughs> Oh man! It was like, yo, you couldn't find anything else. Yeah, that it was like that. Literally looked like they peeled the the skin off a crash test dummy and said, "You know what? Here you go." (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, we gotta wrap this up. Um, but yeah, it's uh, you know, this is uh, episode one of Between Brothers podcast. We'll be uh, updating we. Um, hopefully this one turned out right uh, but um yeah we're just going to talk about a whole bunch of stuff you know uh we'll do a youtube channel twitter page all that stuff uh coming up soon we'll uh we'll announce that once we the episode uh appreciate everybody who views it um you know like subscribe comment however 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 it goes down review whatever because i'm tired let us know okay production yeah, we yeah we could uh yeah there's a pop to Trump for today, but uh we'll 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 continue to grow the channel and grow the grow the show, but everybody who uh, supports us we really do appreciate. Uh, this is between the this Tween Brothers podcast. We'll see y'all around. <laughs>